I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. This is a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Today, we will be discussing adding pepper to your plate. I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming, and joining me today is Keely Kent, Senior Vice President with Encore Rehabilitation. Welcome, Keely. Thanks, Michelle, for having me. Today, we want to dive into the PEPPER report and what that means for skilled nursing communities. As we add PEPPER to our plates, Keely, would you please tell us what that means? Absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah, we're calling it adding PEPPER to your plate because PEPPER is just that. It's a seasoning that can make a big difference. This is a seasoning that it's kind of like the texture that you add in, but you don't necessarily focus on every day but its presence can be very impactful. So the PEPPER report, which actually stands for the Program for Evaluating Payment Patterns Electronic Report, big fancy name for PEPPER, it actually looks at very specific targets and where your skilled nursing facility compares to others with those targets. So it's really important to be aware of where the PEPPER is on your plate, right, Keely? So you mentioned targets. What are those targeted areas that we need to pay attention to? Sure. So target areas are considered areas that may be identified as potentially at risk for improper payments specific to your provider type. So they construct them as a ratio. They look at the numerator, basically your discharge that are identified as potentially problematic, maybe they're miscoded or admitted unnecessarily, over the denominator. And the denominator is your larger reference group that also contains your numerator big fancy terms. But this also leads into percent versus percentiles. With a pepper, if you're above the 80th percentile or below the 20th percentile, those are the areas that flag per se, meaning when comparing yourself to other skilled nursing facilities, you want to pay attention if you fall above the 80th percentile or below the 20th percentile. So in other words, if you have to too much pepper or not enough pepper, this may trigger an audit. So above 80 or below 20, that seems easy to remember. So let's talk about the actual targets. Under the previous reimbursement system, which was rug-based, the pepper's target was focused on ultra-high rugs, change of therapy assessments or cuts, and high ADL scores. How will this pepper look now under PDPM? That's a great question. With the change to PDPM, the PEPPER did retire the target areas that were associated with rug levels, including looking at the high ADL scores and the ultra-high therapy levels. They also retired the target areas for the change of therapy, as PDPM no longer required that we did cuts. The PEPPER did keep three target areas, though, that we looked at even under rugs. So the 90-day length of stay, the 20-day episode of care, And the one that they added new the end of 2019 was a three to five day readmission. So let's talk about the targets they kept before we jump into the new targets. Can you provide the rationale behind those targets and why it is so important that we as providers need to continue to monitor those areas? Absolutely. So let's go ahead and start with a 90 day length of stay. If you are at or above the 80th percentile, that could indicate that your skilled nursing facility is continuing to treat beyond the point where services are medically necessary. Or it could just be that your facility takes more medically complex patients than your peers. 
If you are at or below the 20th percentile, you want to review to ensure that your resident received all the necessary treatment prior to being discharged to ensure a safe transition of care. A few key points to look at, though. Just because you are at or below or maybe above, this doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. You could have a resident that was clinically appropriate for the care you provided, required a longer length of stay, etc. But the key is ensuring that the documentation matched the great care that that resident received. So how about that 20-day episode of care? Why is this target impactful? Sure. So the Skilled Nursing Facility Pepper User Guide, the 8th edition, I'm actually going to quote that because I think it's very important that we take their verbiage. So the quote starts and it says, The skilled nursing facility benefit provides 20 days of 100% Medicare coverage, after which the coverage drops to 80%. Skilled nursing facilities have a financial incentive to keep patients for 20 days, even though beneficiaries may no longer require skilled care. Skilled nursing facilities have a high proportion of 20-day episodes should ensure that beneficiaries require a skilled level of care for the entire duration of their SNF stay, end quote. So again, this kind of goes back to the documentation. If your documentation shows the skill level of care was reasonable and necessary, then you're doing a great job. So the last target that remained was the three to five day readmissions. What does the user guide state about the target? Yes, again, I'm going to quote the user guide, right? A lot of information, but it's very important to quote that. They state, under the PDPM, there is a potential incentive for providers to discharge skilled nursing facility patients from a covered Part A stay and then readmit the patient in order to reset the variable per diem schedule. To mitigate this potential incentive, PDPM includes an interrupted stay policy, which combines multiple skilled nursing facility stays into a single stay in cases where the patient's discharge and readmission occur within a prescribed window. If a patient is discharged from a SNF and readmitted to the same SNF, no more than three consecutive calendar days after the discharge, then the subsequent stay is considered a continuation of the previous stay, and the variable per diem schedule continues from the point just prior to discharge. If the patient is discharged from a SNF and then readmitted more than three consecutive calendar days after discharge or admitted to a different SNF, then the subsequent stay is considered a new stay and the variable per diem schedule resets to day one, end quote. So a lot of information, but basically what it's saying is this target is important for PDPM due to the variable per diem option that you have. So back to PDPM, I think that this ties nicely into my next question. What else will they be looking at now since the RUGS-based target areas were retired? Yes, time to do some new tracking, right? PDPM is out there. So the new target area that was announced for the PEPPER was the PDPM high utilization codes, also known as HIPS codes. So they want to monitor high utilization payments to skilled nursing facilities. So what does that mean? Did CMS provide specifics? They did. So per the PEPPER team, an analysis of claims data indicated that approximately 89% of skilled nursing facilities had sufficient data to generate statistics for this target area. The PEPPER team stated that they will be looking at codes ending in C, D, G, H, K, L, O, and P. These are all PT and OT codes, which we'll get into a little bit later. The denominator for these target areas will also be the count of all the skilled nursing facility claims. 
So you threw out a ton of letters there. What do those letters mean? Would you give us a few examples of which HIPS codes they are? You bet. So C and D are actually the primary diagnosis of a major joint replacement. And in C and D, you have a GG score of between 10 to 24. G and H are the other orthopedic with a GG score of 10 to 24. Do you see a, see a theme here with our GG scores? Yes. L are med management with GG scores 10 to 24. And O and P are non-orthopedic acute neuro with GG scores 10 to 24. So they're looking at that middle of the road GG score all the way up to the most independent score you can receive for GG, which is a 24. So much data and things to consider. I now see what you mean by the seasoning on top of what you are doing. So what is next? What do we do with the items that we know they will track? What do we do if we have an outlier? Yeah, so step one, just don't panic, right? You could be above or below a percentile and there could be great documentation for it. If there's great documentation, then you're doing a great job. You wanna determine why you may have an outlier. Take some sample claims or some records using some inclusion criteria, just like the target area to find. Review that documentation. Review the medical record. Does your documentation show the medical necessity and support why you had that stay? Maybe you review the claim. Was it coded and billed appropriately? And as always, ensure you're following the best practices, even if you have an outlier. You are so right. Documentation, documentation, documentation. That is really important. That's great guidance. I know the Pepper Report is a retrospective look at the claims already submitted to Medicare. Any tips on what we can do in real time for Pepper process? Sure. A lot of us are just doing this already every day in our facilities. So we want to keep it up. The Medicare meetings, the UR meetings, looking at Section GG, talking about length of stay and discharge planning. You want to ensure that your primary diagnosis is always accurate. Talk in your daily PDPM huddles. Talk in your IDT meetings about discharge planning day one. Talk about your readmissions. And discuss if your resident is appropriate for an IPA and why. Make sure things are documented. And again, make sure all of your documentation paints an accurate picture. Always inspect what you expect. And I totally agree. I mean, that's what it all comes down to is that documentation. Can we support the services we're providing? So this has been so informative regarding the PEPPER process. I agree with you that it is a great practice to assess real-time charts and documentation to make sure that what is being coded is supported in the documentation. So any last tips that you might have for us? No, just one more fact. You know, the PEPPER was released and it's officially out there. So please go to your PEPPER website, log into your PEPPER portal and collect your facility-specific data. This discussion was a great timing and to remind communities to collect their PEPPER report and begin reviewing the target areas that fall into that 80 or 20% percentile rule. Thanks so much, Keely, for joining me today. A pleasure. Thank you for having me. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Until next time. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.